Alpha Mike from El Police Radio, the host from La Corrida de Toro, or Running of the Bulls, as they say in Spain. Today, we're going to be El Maltador, demasking the Democratic Party. That's right, El Maltador, is going to find out how in the world did the Democratic Party ever put on a mask? Are they wearing a mask? And is the mask falling? We're going to look at, investigate, and see what in the world is this communist Bolshevik stuff all about and how in the world does it affect law enforcement. But as always, before we do all that, it's time for El Police News. As always, friends, our wacky, wacky, wacky liberals, communist Bolsheviks, never leave us short on the news. There's always enough material to life a life, to live a lifetime with these idiots. Our first coverage, of course, political politicians accuse NYPD of coordinating with immigration agents. <gasps> My gosh. City council members on Wednesday accused the NYPD of conspiracy with immigration agents despite the department's insistence that the officers aren't assisting the federal deportation efforts unless there's public safety risk. The allegations were made during a heated hearing on public safety where the council members grilled the NYPD about the arrest of nearly 20 people including two councilmen. Are we allowed to say councilman or councilperson? I don't know. Just don't read that in Canada. At, at a protest over an immigrant rights activist who had been detained. So here you have it, folks. The wacky left city council members of New York City scolding the police because they're, it seems that they were helping the... Uh, ICE agents in arresting 20 people. Where in fact, the cops were there for crowd control because they started to have a demonstration at the ICE, in front of the ICE agents' uh, headquarters where they detained some schmuck. And of course, uh, the crowd was acting stupid. So before they show up with black attire and start breaking windows, they called the cops. Cops made 20 arrests and two Sucks to be them. Councilman got it, too. That's the end of that story. But as you see in the media, there's more than that. There's a conspiracy. Hmm. Amazing. Here's another story. Union asked judge to stop NYPD from releasing video. What? That's right. Video of, uh, of a fatality, which, of course, was captured on body camera. 
the city's largest police union has, is asking a judge to stop the NYPD from releasing body camera footage of the daily police-involved shooting in the Bronx. The court papers filed Wednesday by the Patrolman's Benevolent Association accused the NYPD shouldn't be allowed to release the video uh, because the videos are pretty much predetermined. And, of course, Mayor Big Bird is, in his administration, is selecting, selecting which videos they want to show. And, of course, all their selections will show police officers in a bad light. That's right. Under the communist rule of New York City and Mayor D. Bozo, that's what you get. And, and as always, as always, he gives us plenty, plenty of material. Here's an old story that came back in 2016, the end of 2016, and is basically titled, is, the, is, this helping, is this help from Cuomo or power grab? Although no one asked for, for it, Governor Andrew Cuomo is sending 150 state troopers to patrol the MTA bridges tunnels, supposedly to help NYPD and fight terrorism. Now, basically what this article is, and it's going to be posted on lpoliceradio.com on a show notes for uh, episode 23, it basically shows the political interference of the police department. And what's important in this article is really the ending that it, it goes straight to the root where the superintendent of the New York State Troopers resigns as a result to this order that Governor Domo gave in sending 150 troopers to New York City to guard MTA, bridges, airports, and so forth, and more police presence. But Cuomo, Odomo, is actually running for president, so it's a political uh, slogan, pretty much sending the, the 150 troopers over. But it was enough to make the superintendent resign. And there's what we talked about, the enemy within, how the leftists put these idiots in power or the idiots themselves gain power and they start controlling the strings yeah. of the police department. Another sad uh, story, always um, uh, from our correctional friends out there, we want to read one. CL sued by Watchdog Group for public prayer in meeting. That's right, public prayer. We can't have that. Laurel County, Kentucky, a late summer prayer service at the Laurel County Jail is now the subject of a lawsuit filed on Monday, January 29th in Laurel Circuit Court. The plaintiff in the lawsuit is the Freedom from Religious Foundation Group, a.k.a. Bolshevik Communist, who claimed that the Laura County Jail, Jamie Mosley, violated the Open Records Act. The group became involved with the community prayer service held under the tent, under a tent at the uh, jail parking lot on August 29th after allegedly receiving a complaint by a citizen, I wonder who that was, um, concerned of religious events being held at a state-funded facility. 
The separation of church and state was the primary issue surrounding the prayer service. But according to the lawsuit, the FFRF, and thank God they got all those Fs, and I don't have to fly an F off, made four specific requests of uh, Freedom of Information Act and all this other baloney, and it was not done. And as a result, now they are suing. Because the audacity of a correctional officer conducting a prayer in a service. This is what it's getting down to, folks. We're letting the country go away. You're letting it get out of hand. That's what you get. That's what you get. That and much more. The wacky left, they will never, ever disappoint us. And here's another story that uh, shows Governor Domo uh, Domo weighs in on NYPD and the DA fair beater debate calling for sensible reform. You can't really have sensible reform with uh, commies. commies. You, can't, you can't do that. Governor Cuomo called for a sensible reform for, for fair beaters enforcement on Wednesday weighing in on the debate that has pinned the NYPD and MTA against the Manhattan DA's office. Cuomo, who controls the Metropolitan Transportation Authority, asked all parties to consider a solution that places public safety and criminal justice. Are you nuts? Now, let me kind of explain what this debate is all about, and, and then we'll break away from the news. Basically, what this is all about is... During Mayor Rudy Giuliani's term as mayor of New York City, he petitioned the MTA to take the New York City Transit Police, which belonged to MTA, which is run by the state, which in turn was run by the governor, and merged that in with the NYPD. That was granted, and now Transit, and this is back in 95, is merged with the NYPD, so they're in charge of enforcement. But Mayor Big Bird, he's given an instruction to NYPD that we're not going to start collaring people that are trying to beat the fare or turn or jump in the turnstile. We're not going to fight it. We're going to allow them to go ahead and do it. And this is what's causing concern because that means... The, uh, the envelopes going up to the state are going to be a lot, a lot smaller. And as a result, the governor, Domo, is bitching and screaming, and he wants some sensible debate over this whole thing. Never a dull moment in the Bolshevik left wing of our government. That is the L Police News. Now, let's get to the main course. Now, what are we going to talk about today? Well, we're going to talk about the left. Not the left turn, but the left, how they constantly wear a mask to hide. And where did that all come from? And why is this happening? 
you know, you've got people like Nancy Pelosi. She's a good starter. She never fails. Or you've got Chucky, Chucky Schumer. Shut him down, Chucky. These people are almost at the end of how this all started. It basically started with progressivism with Wildrow Wilson. During the First World War, President Wildrow Wilson, which was a progressive, and you've heard that before, just ask Hillary, they seized power. He asked Congress declarate a declaration of war on Germany in the First World War. They gave it to him, to him and he went uh, conniption. He went and seized everything, grabbed everything. He created um, sales tax, every tax imaginable, made billions of dollars, and everything went up in smoke. And what he basically did is he started controlling government. And that was back in 1917, 1918, around, around that time. And ever since then, there have been other legions of the evil force coming into the Democratic Party. And, of course, this last election, we saw um, Uncle Ben, or Bernie, and when he got into the race, of course... He wasn't supposed to win. He was just supposed to crash and burn. And that he did that very eloquently, by the way, too. But here's a guy that was a socialist. He was basically a socialist. That's right, which is applauded today by many, many millennials. And, and they love the socialist agenda. Those are the Venezuelans and the Cubans. But Bernie, he gets into it, but he... He's no longer an independent. He's now a full-fledged Democrat because the race is on the control, the Democratic Party. Because, you see, you can't run as the Communist Party and all of a sudden you're, you're, you're the third seat in the, in the arena. That's never going to happen, never was going to work. It takes too freaking long. So what they did, um, they kind of seized the Democratic Party. And... Where the Democratic Party uh, stood for social justice and all this, these meatheads got in there and they started coming in with real far leftist concepts. Like, ah, you don't want to be a man no more? Well, you can be a woman. It's okay. Want to join the military? That's okay. You can do that too. Want to wear pants, skirt? Doesn't care. What bathroom you want to go to? And they come up with all these crazy concept here smoke a joint and all of a sudden the democratic party was seized and now you had a bunch of democrats that were disenfranchised walking around like zombies there there was the famous governor of georgia senator of georgia zell miller and back in gw bush's uh term and in the GOP convention, he gave the speech. You know, there's a lot of speeches, but there's that one guy that's going to talk, the speech. And it was Zeb, Zell Miller. And basically what he said was he didn't recognize the Democratic Party, and a lot of people had been criticizing him for leaving the Democratic Party, but he never left. No, what he said was the Democratic Party left me. And all of a sudden... He was, it was a generation had gone by 
And he's looking around saying, what the hell happened? And the smoke was clearing, and he ran the hell out of that party. Today, there are millions exiting stage left because the socialist, and what is a socialist? Well, a socialist is a communist without a gun. What happens to socialists? They get depressed after they run out of other people's money. And then when the people start complaining, ask the Cubans and Venezuelans, and they don't want to do no more lines, and they don't have any money, and I'm tired of you seizing everything I own, they point the gun at them, and they're no longer socialists. Now they're communists. Well, that's what's been seeping into the Democratic Party. They call themselves the resistance. What, what the hell is this? Another Star Trek movie? And lie down, close the government, don't go to any voting, impeach, impeach. And millions of people around the country are watching this and they're saying, what in the hell is this? What happened to my country? The reason, team, that this is becoming more evident is because an outsider won the presidency. Oh, I'm not tooting anybody's horn, so don't go for the off button, okay, just because you hate Trump. But here's a guy that wasn't a politician. And remember the famous escalator ride? He's coming down the escalator with his wife, and he announced his presidency. Everybody laughed. The media laughed. The politicians laughed. But although they were laughing on the outside, they were worried on the inside. And when he started beating the pants off all the Republicans, there was like 16,000 of them running for president. They, or we, want, we don't want to say 16,000, that's too much. We'll just say a gazillion. And if you've never listened to the podcast and you're trying to figure out what a gazillion is, let me give you an example of what a gazillion is. You're a homeless guy, you ain't got no money. And you're really hungry, so you ask at the local fast food place, hey, how much is that hamburger? They go, $2.50. But you ain't got no money because you're homeless. So how much is it? It's a gazillion freaking dollars. That's a gazillion. Something you can never reach for. So the Democratic Party now is really, really concerned because there's a gazillion people running for the GOP, and the outsider is winning. And then the outsider's got, you know, one-term uh, lines, slogans, like uh, uh, low energy, uh, Bush, and little Marco, and, and so forth. And he's really tearing it apart. And, of course, the polls that the news wasn't really going to show the American public was that the Americans were getting a kick out of it. You know, I was a kid in New York City. I'm maybe 15, 16 years old. I, I remember Donald Trump coming out on TV as a celebrity. He was, the, you know, the millionaire, the billionaire. He had the Trump helicopter, and he would land that in the west side of New York City. The media would be there waiting for him. It was, you know, stage and, and stunts he would do. And he was always giving away a check to somebody. And uh, he was always promoting New York City, promoting his name, and doing what he could. He wasn't hated back then. 
A lot of New Yorkers really got a kick out of him uh, because he was providing. You know, if, if you're from New York City, you know that the West Side Highway took for like 40 freaking years to do. Well, he actually did the last couple of miles because it was so bogged in and red tape and nobody wanted to, to take it that he took on that project. So here is the outsider, and he's getting closer and closer to winning the primary of the Republican Party. And we know over at the Democratic side, that's fixed. That That's already been shown, the wink and a nod. Although Bernie got a little crazy there at the end. He thought he could steal it, but they put his ass in check and told him to sit down. And he did, like a good uh, communist that he is. And he waiting his turn. But Bernie got a lot accomplished. He moved the socialist agenda in this country. So he's got all the little kids now. They're all excited about Uncle Bernie. Okay? So he got what he wanted with little or no effort. And then they were going to crown the queen, of course, Hillary. But she was the worst. If the Democratic Democratic Party could have put anybody so freaking bad on the ticket, it was her. Repulsive. Uh, if you read some of the WikiLeaks, you know how the media criticizes WikiLeaks with all the emails. Well, guess what? Nobody's talking about the content. Forget how it was obtained. Oh, it's illegal and all this. Yeah, baloney. It's, it was done. Fair game. But nobody's talking about the content. Here is the Democrats themselves, the campaign manager of Hillary's campaign, talking about she doesn't take a bath. She smells. This is the person they put on the ticket. You know why? I can tell you why. Because they have little to no respect for you, the American citizen. You're an afterthought. You're not the original thought. You're an afterthought. And the, and the game plan here is one day you, the American citizen, will be worshiping their um, resolve in ruining your life and controlling government at every layer in your life. And you'll love it. You'll love it. And Queen Hillary would be one of the rulers. But it failed. It didn't work. 61, 62 million people voted for the outsider. So here comes the outsider, which is not really so much an outsider because he's been putting envelopes in these politicians' hands for about 20, 30 years. That's why he said in the campaign, believe me, I know them better than, they, than you think I know them. He knew they were all corrupt. And he, that's why Drain the Swamp came. There's so much hatred for this president because the media is a part of the Bolshevik Socialist wing in control. So here's the question that you have to ask yourself. Prior to a Donald Trump, did they exist? Yeah. Okay. So... You're a Democrat. You're disagreeing with me. You're never going to speak to me again. You're about to hit the off button on the podcast, and you're going to be just take me off your friend list on Facebook. This this crap is getting serious now. But before you do all that, let me ask you a question: as as a Democrat that you are, 
could Hillary and her involvement as a state, Secretary of State giving the Russians control of 20% of our uranium, is that, was, it, was that a good move? I didn't hear anything. Or the issue that happened in Benghazi, it got every special forces guy in the military up in arms and pissed off. You left them hanging. You didn't care. Was that a good move? Was it? And we can go on the list, on and on. And when you, when you approach a Democrat with these things, they don't want to talk about that. They want to tell you that, you know, Trump's a racist and that. And they can't point to anything. But you ask them these questions, and they're serious questions. These people are ruining the freaking country, and you're, you, and you're concerned about how Donald Trump's hair looks. DACA, look at this crap now. Okay, uh, excuse me, I, I was drinking coffee. I just woke up a little while ago. But the last time I remember, Barack Obama, which is a Democrat, he was in control of the country for eight years, and the Dems, or the, or the Bolsheviks, were in charge of the government, and they couldn't fix DACA? That's what I thought. So DACA's just a political point. It's a bunch of BS. That's all it is. And you can point at it over and over. But the way they work is they have to have racial divide. They've got to make conspiracy stories. Everybody's bad. If you listen to a Democrat talk today, all you're going to hear is racist, pig, sexism, uh, evil, bad. The country's coming to hell in a handbasket. Over and over and over again. They never have anything good to say. Never. Never, 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 never. This is why... They despise the uniform. They despise police. They despise the military. Oh, of course, they're not going to admit it. Of course, they got to stand up for this national anthem, even though they're dying to take a knee. But they can't. So they got to get freaking reelected. Part of the game, folks. But they do have their little Bolshevik communist meetings, and a lot of it is they despise us. They despise us because we fly, we fly the American flag. We say the Pledge of Allegiance. We believe in our military. We support our police. We, we believe in the rule of law. We love the Constitution. We believe in the forefathers that started this country. And we believe in one almighty God and the Scripture and the Holy Bible. And as a result of all those things, they came up with a nickname for us, and they're proud of it. And I think we're proud of that title, too. And it's called The Deplorables, Unre Unredeemable. The Deplorables, that's who we are. They despise us. And more and more Americans are waking up. More and more Americans are sipping coffee. They're etching out out of their voter's registration card Democrat, and they're voting... They're, they're now being registered as a voter as either Republican or Independent. I'm not an advocate for the Republican Party, okay? My purpose is to tell you 
to be an independent thinker, to think out of the box, to don't let a political party tell you how you need to think. You need to look at things. You are represented by a representative in your district. Well, try to find out who that is, ring the doorbell, you know, kind of find out what they stand for, and see if those things are in line with how you feel. And if they're not, get to the voting booth. Law enforcement, they're horrible when it comes to a couple of things. And I know they, they don't like to be criticized, but most cops are a bunch of forthcoming when it comes to supporting a candidate. Then also, a lot of uh, law enforcement officers don't really get into the political scene and try to endorse candidates. This is also at the local level, state level, uh, county level, and of course the federal level. And there have been so many horror stories that have occurred to law enforcement from politicians uh, fooling around with their pensions and I'm not mentioning New Jersey by name, or other other states which, like California, oh, we ain't got no more money, so we just can't pay your pension. And things like that you start seeing. And I think it's because of a failure of law enforcement to get involved in the political arena. And I also blame some of the unions that run and support somebody um, because, you know, they're going to give them a, a wink and a nod on some uh, vote. But in the big picture, this guy's after your wallet via your pension. So we need to be a little bit more proactive with that. Now, I can assure you, boys and girls, that the Democratic Party is no friend of law enforcement. And if you believe in it, and there are some that do, because they were born and raised Democrat. They were actually, they inherited it in, in last wills and testament and basically declaring you a lifelong Democrat. So you, like a good parrot, you just recite everything that you hear from that party. And you're a Democrat because it's part of your ethnic culture. So you are a Democrat regardless of the foolishness that you see, that you hear. God gave you some type of wisdom to discern between good and bad. You should use it. And I'm not trying to insult people because it happens to the best of us. Some of us don't pay attention to these things. But when you're about to lose the country, when your police department is acting a little funny, when your local government is acting stupid as well, it's time to wake up sniff the coffee, and say, what in the hell is going on? I need to start paying attention. So a lot of us want Second Amendment. We want to have our guns close to us just in case there's an overthrow. So I've got 52 million rounds ready to go. But that's not how this is going to go down, folks. We're going to die from within. That's right, boys and girls. We're going to perish from our own foolishness, allowing our own to pretty much flush the toilet and the country goes right down the toilet. 
when you had a standing president that every time a law enforcement officer died in the line of duty, the police officers got scolded. Ah, because, you know, these things are happening because you don't know how to treat the community. That's not, that's, that's not right. And it was done. And not a word from it from the media, not a word of it from anybody. In closing on this segment, I want to talk about the fiasco with the FBI. And we're going to link some other stories on there. But there's one in particular that I want you to pay attention to. And I'm going to link that on to lpoliceradio.com. And how, do you, how can you connect with us if that's a question that you have? That you hand off the, the turnoff dial. I'm doing, a, I'm doing a freaking uh, selfish promotion here. LPoliceRadio.com. You go there, you scroll down, down to the end, and then all our social networking stuff will pop up. You click on one of them, and it'll take you. To, but if you like the content, make a comment. Subscribe. Do something. Wake up. Wake up, folks, because like everything else, it'll dry up, you know? It's going to get a little... Difficult after I get to like episode 512. I need you guys to pick it up. I'm only on number 23 now. But there's an article here from a from an, um, a blog called Real Clear Investigations, and uh, exclusive CIX director Brennan Perjury and perjury. And basically, what the article alert alludes to, and it's a little heavy on the reading, but I recommend you read it. It basically says that uh, this whole thing with the Russia Bowl, baloney story and the dossier and all that other crap. And if anybody doesn't know what I'm talking about, get back in your closet, turn the lights off and go back to sleep. We'll wake you up later. It, it was pretty much concocted by our intelligence community and orchestrated by the CIA. And now you have former CIA agents that are taking a 180-degree turn, and instead of denying everything, because you can't do that, there are written records to all this baloney. Remember, you have to walk into a court, even though it's called Pfizer. It sounds funny. You still got to raise your hand, and you got to do an oath. So in the meantime, so you got to do an oath. There's written record and transcripts of all this baloney. But the CIA very cleverly now is taking their index finger and pointing it in the direction of the FBI, shrugging their shoulders and saying, I don't know. We don't do internal stuff. That's the FBI. We just do, you know, foreign, foreign stuff. So I don't, know what, I don't know what the hell they're doing over there. That's what they're doing. So the game has started. The mask is falling. The Democrats are running around. Oh, release the memo. We're doing our memo. You don't need to look at his memo. Look at my memo. My memo's better than his memo. Don't look at his memo. Look at my memo. To try to confuse you, you, Joe Sixpack. They don't want you to understand what's going on. So they cloud it all up. And God knows they got enough help with the media. They can give you a good BS story every now and then. And, and have you paying attention to absolutely nothing. But you need to stay focused here because for the first time, publicly at least, the American public is being told that their government, consisting of the executive branch, Justice Department, FBI, 
intelligence agencies, NSA, CIA, conspired to create a story with foreign agents like Britain and other areas, Russia, collaborating baloney stories. There's one that I'm going to link on here as well on El Police Radio about uh, U.S. intelligence forces uh, recently paying $100,000 for another false claim. And that was a partial payment out of the million dollars that the Russian wanted in advance. And it's a baloney story. And this is our, your U.S. tax dollar, $100,000, went to some greaseballs palms, and they're still all oh, this guy, $900,000 for BS. What's going on? Why, why, is it, why is this so out of control? Why are they allowing this? And when I say they, of course, I am talking about the United States federal government. Is this a pretty much a coup d'etat? But not, 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 not like the ones you see on TV with the Mexicans and, you know, big mustaches and start shooting bullets up in the air. No, not like that. Not that type. This is more sophisticated. And it's very covert. Remember, just before the election ended, they started talking about tampering with the election and you can't do it. And then they started coming up with this Russian spy stuff. And, of course, when Hillary got her ass handed to her, then they came out with the Russians were meddling in the election. It's all BS, folks. It's all baloney. It's the, it's the Democrats doing cover. And basically, but they, whenever they tell you something and they point to somebody else, it's them doing it. Okay? So you've got a list of Democrats that are dealing with Russians. Okay? Because this moron that comes out there with the bug eyes on the Intelligence Committee, some guy by the name of Shifter, or whatever the hell his name is, that dude's a weirdo. First of all, never shake his hand. Never, I would never shake his hand. But basically, this, this guy got had by a con artist in Russia that called him. And I'll post that on El Police Radio, too. This goofball talking to the guy. What the hell happened to our federal government? If this is a legitimate phone call that they sent you, Call the freaking FBI. And now he's handling the call because he thinks he's got the juicy one on. This is the one that's going to knock down the government. I'm going to have so much freaking power, I won't even know what to do with myself. Don't shake his hand, folks. The Democratic Party has run away. They all belong in an asylum. They're nuts. They're nuts refusing to stand for in God we trust, haphazardly clapping for the military when they really didn't feel like doing it, when there was issues with police officers, hands in their pocket. Are these the people that represent you? For real? If it is, I really think you need to do some soul searching and I'd hate for you to have a neighbor that's from Cuba and Venezuela because they're going to tell you real quick what socialism is all about. How Fidel Castro was a cute, cute uh, Cuban boy with a beard. 
that had some great ideas. And 50, 60 years later, look at the crap he laid. Mm. Or, of course, Venezuela with the infamous Ugo. And now they're eating out of garbage cans. And I'm just talking about two recent countries. We can go into the Russians or Chinese and all these people that have been fooled. The wool has been pulled over their eyes and their country was taken from them. Their liberties were taken from them. Their God was taken from them. Their families were taken from them. If that's what you want, keep on listening. But if not what you want, one of two things you can do. Leave rapidly the Democratic Party, and I, I'll even go a step further, register it as an independent, or take back your party. Take back your country. Get these freaking fools off the stage. They're embarrassing. They gave Iran, mortal enemy of this country, nuclear capability. They told us it's a good deal. They gave Iran, mortal enemy of this country, billions of dollars printed overnight over the, the Federal Reserve in the wee hours of the night. Printed up the money, put it on planes and sent it to them. It's a good deal. We're losing control. But then this nut came out of nowhere, this outsider, and he won. And everybody went ballistic, Democratic side and the Republic side, just ask McCain. They went crazy because they've got to stop this guy because he's going to stop the swamp. He's going to stop the corruption. And more importantly, he's going to expose where all the bodies are at. We've got to stop him. Here's another fact for you before we close. I want you to pay close attention to whenever the media feels like, of course, talking about it. But listen and Google how many incumbents in Washington are not going to run for re-election. And it's, it's a big list, folks. So if you're going to write it, make sure you bring two pencils. And then ask yourself the question, why? Hmm. Could it be? The guy with the mop hair in Washington, in the White House, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue? No, it's not, it's not about the guy. It's about the guys, the people. The 60, 70, 80, 90 million people that are watching. And they're not stupid. And they're determined to take back their country. So stop the foolishness. The masks are coming off. Listen to these bird brains. Listen to their explanations. It's the same crap you've been hearing for 40 years. If you're satisfied with it, well, I've got my opinions. But I wish you, you would rethink it. But if you're sick of it, do something about it. Now, folks, like always, it's time for you and I to have the conversation.
He who has knowledge spares his words. And a man of understanding is of calm spirit. Even a fool is counted wise when he holds his peace. When he shuts his lips, he is considered perceptive. Although the scripture basically tells us to be calm in every situation, you should always be. And the verse also talks about holding your tongue. We're not talking about being angry because there's a lot of anger in our country today. There's a lot of anger with political parties. There's a lot of anger, citizens against police. There's a lot of anger, period. So scripture is telling us that God counts you as being wise when you hold your tongue. But the values of being wise come from understanding. When you understand the facts, when you are revealed the truth, and you fail to act on the truth, you become foolish. When you do act on the truth, you become wise. We live in times that now we have to be that much wiser. That we cannot afford the opportunity to be lost. The world is always going to have to worry about itself. And regardless of what we do and what we see and what we say, things will happen. That's gonna. You can count it. You can take it to the bank. It's going to happen, folks. Bad people are going to do bad things. Bad times are going to come. And we can't blame it on anybody. It's Trump's fault. The hurricane hit Florida. Global warming. No, 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 no. It's in Scripture. Those things are coming. Everything that you see today in society, from buildings to cars to fancy homes, it's all going to perish. It's all going to go up in smoke. How do I know? Well, I read the manuscript. I know how the movie ends. And the book's called the Bible. What I don't know is when it's going to happen. Because Jesus himself is, nobody knows the day or the time. That's Father's business. Father being God. So that, that means much more we have to be prepared. Imagine if you were in uniform and the dispatcher announced for everybody to stand by, something bad is about to happen. Make sure that your magazines are fully accounted for and we're about to go into panic mode. And you're waiting and you're waiting for whatever's supposed to happen. That's the times that we live in today. The announcement went off. The alarm rang a long time ago. But people now are starting to become wary because it's taken so long. All oh, that stuff, that foolishness of the Bible, it's never going to happen. It's all baloney. Those, those religious nuts are always talking that nonsense. 
You ever heard somebody tell you a story that you thought was so far-fetched only later to find out that it was true? Wouldn't that be something that everything that I'm talking about is really going to happen? So the best defense that you have is to be prepared. Just like you train up, we always say, and you're ready. Put on your uniform, you count your magazines. Cops nowadays, they don't wear two magazine holders anymore. They wear three. Plus, it looks good, too, the operator look, you know what I mean? You have to be prepared for the unknown. Situational awareness. But instead of saying situational awareness, why don't we say spiritual awareness? Look around. Evil is lurking all around us. And you could be the best tactical person in the world. But sadly enough, even our our good men that are serving in special operation forces around the world for this country, unfortunately, they come back in body bags and they're the best trained. So don't take that perception of, I'm ready, I can handle anything. You can only handle what God allows you to handle. Okay, so what's on next after this? That's the story. Because we came up with all these podcasts. We came up with this new format. I came up with It's Good to Be an American. I also came up with uh, this one, The Mask is Falling. But what I don't have is what in the world is going to be episode 24? It's like in the wind. And I'm writing 100 notes. And I'm emailing people. And we're corresponding back and forth. And people are waiting for me to make decisions. And I still haven't made it. Why? Because there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on, folks. Haven't you heard? 09TG is about to launch March 1st. So there's a lot of work being done behind the scenes with curriculums and so forth. There's going to be a podcast and a blog done for 09TG. And we're getting it ready. That means I'm going to have two active podcasts and one that I appear in every so often. So that's three. Sometimes I'll have to do up to two and a half, three hours. And I can assure you one hour has a lot of energy and effort that has to be put into one hour. But believe me, this, it's just not one hour to do one hour takes a lot more. So where everybody's trying to figure out what's coming, what can they possibly talk about? Well, folks, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm still debating it. I'm still trying to come up with something. But what I can tell you, it's in the works, and it's going to be law enforcement orientated on the next episode of El Police Radio number 24. That would be March 1st. How do you connect with all this? It's so many things going on. I'm going to repeat it just before we leave. We've got lpoliceradio.com. Connect with us. You can hear these podcasts. Become a little interactive with us. Go to our social network. 
Send us an email. Become a subscriber. You want to hear Marine talk, Special Forces talk, military talk? Some good stuff happening over on that side of the street. And that's with Leatherneck7. And where do you connect with that? Leatherneck7.com. Okay? You're not making up theories. You're talking to the real guys that did it. You can hear them. You can email them. You can kick the tire and play with the door handle. Leatherneck7.com. And of course, train up. We're going to have tons and tons and tons of things to talk about. And I came up with a list, and I'm not going to really, of course, tell you about that list uh, by reading certain things. But I can't tell you that the first 16 shows on 09TG, or, or Tango Golf, is going to be launched on a podcast. 16 shows are ready to go. 16 shows, folks. So I've got plenty of stuff. And that's not even the tip of the iceberg that's going to come out for 09. So where can you connect with 09? Just go to O. The letter O, the little O, not the big O, the little O, the number nine, T as in tango, G as in golf, dot com. And the website will pop up. And like I told you, I was recently offered the position of running the Latino Officers Association of Florida. Again, I've accepted. I will be in that role for maybe maybe a year as we reorganize and restructure. And you can go to latinofla.org and see that a lot of things that are going to happen on that end as well. And that organization, which is nonprofit, will definitely uh, enlighten many people. One of the aspects that we're going to be doing in the LOA Florida is that we're going to introduce veterans into the organization as well and partner with veterans on certain um, activities and so forth. So those things are all happening. So how in the world can I get all this information? Pick the one you want. LOA, FLA, 09 Training Group, Leatherneck 7, or L Police Radio. Google it. Google it, my friends, and we'll show up. It's been my honor to be your host till next week, which we will have. Remember, it's still a mystery what we're going to talk about. But we will have our next podcast March 1st. See you then. Stay safe. God bless.
Radio. 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 Radio.